welcome to Outrun the Bear, a podcast about video games and nothing else. My name is Jacob. Hello, Jacob. I'm Adam. Uh, hi, Adam. Nice to meet We're you. We're here. We did it. I think my, my kid's going to be very disappointed. Uh, he was came not. by earlier and he typed in a, he was requesting a funny intro and, um, well, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a funny segment during the recording today, and we can pull it out. And... Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's a fine Tuesday, March eighth, that we're recording. It certainly um, is. Which uh, is this? Are we three for three? Kind of. Uh, I think so. Sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, I think this is the second one where it was actually on a schedule. So three for three. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three for three. Three for three. Math, math checks uh, out. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Good for us. Good, good for us. Pat on the back all around <laughs> for us. Oh man, it's been. How's it been? Uh, oh, it's been a, it's been a good few weeks of video games, at least. Um, I'll say that. Excellent. I don't know if I've. Life gets a little crazier. Do I just throw myself more into games so I can just like, deal with the onslaught of life? I don't know. Sometimes so I feel that way. That's the solution. We just you need a little more chaos in your life, so you can video get to games more video are games. the solution. Yeah, that's the that's all right. The key. So yeah. if I can somehow arrange for more chaos in your life, this mm-hmm. will help you get. Then you to could more come. Then you could come. Then you could come along like a, like a minute later, and you'd be like, "I prescribe uh, two video games and talk to me in the morning." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll see what like, I can I do. I got about twenty minutes into both. <laughs> then you're gonna <laughs> be to like. Bed. Yeah. Wondering why all these things are happening to you in your life, and it's just mm-hmm. because Jacob's orchestrating. <laughs> why, them. Is, why is Jacob sinking my entire life? He's <laughs> <laughs> just ruthless. Uh, yeah, I and mean, that's a lot of care from you. Just trying to, you know. Yep, I do care. Yeah. I like do it. Care. Uh, let's jump in. Let's talk about some video games. Uh, right. What have you been playing? Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm going to go on and on. Probably. Uh, on about Elden Ring and I won't be able to shut up and so if you don't stop me you'll never get to talk so that's fine I I don't have too much to go on I the Steinsgate Elite has been uh, the game that's been kind of eating up all my time yeah uh, that's your primary game at the moment maybe yeah yeah Yeah, for sure it is it's um, it's just because it's a visual novel a lot of it is just um watching like nine, 98% of it is just watching this uh, story unfold Okay. Uh, at this point. Um, there's not a lot of so decisions. How much, how much control do you have of the story? Um, I, I don't really understand what I'm controlling. Like again, the uh-huh. only times that you make a decision is you'll get a, an email and you can choose the response to that email every now and then. Okay. Um, but again, I haven't. I know there's multiple endings to this thing, so that you experience. So you go through different multiple endings. I haven't. So it's res- kind of like. Is it kind of like a choose your own adventure then? In a in a way. No. Okay. No, I'd say no because there there is no choosing. Like while I'm responding to email, there's no clear reason. Like it's not clear to me what responding different ways is even doing, or if it's doing anything. I have no idea. I haven't received. I haven't actually got to the ending a an ending uh right. but i'm really liking the story it's it's a pretty like um i don't know engaging 
story. It feels it's very weird. It's just it's kind of basically about this kind of guy who's a little bit wacky and like created this lab where he's making silly inventions. It is about time travel. But like you kind of go through this feeling like, oh, it's the silly little thing. But it just kind of all these things that are happening throughout the story kind of start to unfold as it goes along. And um, it's getting really good. I've been kind of hard time doing anything but play this game. So well, um, that's telling to the story then, I guess, if it's pulling you in every opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really liking it. There's there's not much to say. I mean, it it is it is a visual novel. So there's it's not like it's um like it's not like uh what's that other series i always forget um the zero escape series that i played which had kind of a game element to it uh with the puzzles in between and stuff um and it was even during that one in its early point it was very clear that you were making decisions like which door to go through or what you know who to take or things like that um right. whereas this one like as far as i know i've made no decisions even though there was like I had to respond to an email, like it's not like at this point I'm like, oh, that's why I because I responded. Yeah, to you're consciously deciding to do this, right? No. Okay, no, there's no. Uh, how far along are you? Do you think? And do you know what the I mean, playtime is? Uh, the playtime is about thirty hours. Okay, um, and I haven't received an. I haven't ended up in an end. I, that, that's rough though because there will sure. be times where I'll just have it on, um, because you can either have it autoplay the. I'm doing it in Japanese. Right. So I have to read the subtitles. Um, and is that just because the voice acting is better? Yeah. 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 That's what I was told. That's what I was, I was told to play. That's it. fair. Yeah, I usually do it that way too. So um, what that means is that I'll sometimes I'll be like doing dishes and I'll have it going and I'll have to pause it because I have to actually read it and I have to yeah. catch up to it um, yeah. or things like that. So sometimes it's been running and I'm not actually playing it, but I can't imagine it's too far off of the 30 hours. Right. So... Um, do you find, so you're playing this on PlayStation, right? Yes. Do you find that you're able to sort of hop in and out like in a, like easily? Like to, like, is it something that you, or do you have to sit down and have like a dedicated PlayStation? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, do you find it like somewhat episodic? Can you sit down and like consume it, it, it 30 has, minutes or so? It has chapters. It does yeah. have chapters. Uh, the chapters are relatively long. Um, I jump in and out of it. I mean, it, the, the fact, so kind of depends I, I've been playing it all over the place. I'll play it on remote play. So I've I've played it on my couch. I played it on my phone. Mm -hmm. I played it on my like laptop. I played it on my computer. Well, I guess you could even play it on your phone without a controller then. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's really easy to play. Uh, you can play it on yeah. computer without a controller, technically. Right. Because right. Uh, on a computer you can use your keyboard at least for X and O, which is basically just um, accept. Decline. Just accept. Yeah. So you can just keep going. You can't auto play can't change the autoplayer and things like that, but you can at sure. least hit enter to kind of cycle through the dialogue. Yeah, um, but yeah, on the phone, it's really easy because you've just got the touchscreen controller. Um, Steins so that's what I've Gate done. Elite. But I've enjoyed it. I yeah, cool. the, the, the thing about like jumping in and out, um, it's fine for me because I'm basically playing it every day. So it's, it's less of a problem. And you can hitch, like you can kind of see the previous dialogue if you need to, if you just need to remember kind of like where you left off. So it's... Um, easy to kind of get back to it. Um, but I will say like the thing that I found with playing like the Zero Escape series is if there's a long, long gap between plays, I found that when I got back into it, I had forgotten a lot of kind of this, some of the setup and some of the intricacies, especially sure. with these kind of time travel related things. 
there's definitely yeah. things that kind of make you think like i remember this event and now kind of i see how it's played out kind of thing These so are related yeah so staying with it and i so that's why i'm kind of like um concentrating on this game so much because i just don't want to lose that track but that's i'm fair. also really enjoying yeah. it obviously as well perfect yeah um yeah so i'm playing that and then the other game that i'm playing is siberia 3 which i said i started and i've been playing that with my wife um and it it had mixed reviews and i, I am a bit disappointed in it mm. um it, it's a janky game <laughs> i said this to my wife it's janky and she's yeah. like oh you're you're adopting the, the uh, of, of adam uh... <laughs> of adam she said she's like oh adam yeah. loves that word I do like janky. Um, it is a, it is a bit janky. This is a Kickstarter game. It's just a um, it's a point and click adventure, but they kind of force some weird mechanics in it that I feel are an, unnecessary. I don't. It's been released for a number of years. It still has a lot of bugs, like weird camera bugs, where you'll exit a shop and the camera has somehow gone out of bounds, so you can't actually mm -hmm. see your character or where mm -hmm. you're going. And so you have to kind of blindly walk your character until it, it changes scene and then it fixes itself. Um, so that aside, like I, I could deal with some of that weirdness. The voice acting is is pretty terrible. This was the one that went to Kickstarter because people like were like jonesing for this one. I think it's it's got a name. it's got a big following. The first two. The thing is, um, so it's it's originally French. So I had read that basically the French voice acting is better. It marries up with the people's mouths much better. Mm. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm doing this in Steinscape, but because I'm playing it with my wife, it's kind of exhausting to have to like constantly read and play the game. Right. Um, you know, I know French a little bit, but not well enough that they, you know, this is fluent. It's sure it's hard to keep up with it. Um, so I tried that for a little bit and then I was like, you know, it's fine. I'll just, I'll deal with the voice acting and voice acting isn't like be all I end am going all. to go to the store. Yeah. Well, no, there's one character who <laughs> I am like, like that. <laughs> I am this close to thinking that it was AI. Like it's, it's, it's like almost oh. so stilted. Yeah. It almost sounded like a computer AI. Oh, man, just, I gotta say modern AI. Sometimes it even gets me. I'm like, is this a human? Like some of it's been getting pretty good. Yeah. It but just, maybe not in 2017. Maybe yeah. not in 2017. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little disappointing. Uh, and, and like looking back at like the first two and maybe it's, again, it's, it's kind of looking at the game from a different perspective. Cause like one and two didn't have like amazing voice acting. I remember specifically some of the voice acting was uh, wow not great. But um, so I'm ignoring that. It's a little disappointing because it's it takes it away a little bit, like just the. Yeah, no doubt. But I mean, Jacob, um, are I'm you going to tell it. me right now that you're playing a game that isn't great? It it's it's fine. <laughs> I've changed <laughs> the letter. Fine. It's going to fine. <laughs> I'm still enjoying like the, um, Siberia like world the and the premise yeah. and the, the thing that makes siberia kind of cool as well is it's all about automatons and all these like really intricate kind of machines uh, that are in the world mm -hmm. and um it's always fun to see them and interact with them and and, and kind of see how this world is built um so i i am enjoying it 
Um, don't get me wrong. There, there's just some the every now and then the jankiness gets to me. The voice acting is is uh, sometimes annoying. The, the main character isn't as bad actually. She's probably the best of all of it, and she talks a lot. So that's not that's probably saves it a bit. It's just there's the odd character. We just had this one character in this town that just was honestly it was mind blowing how how bad it was because it was just like straight shot like kind of no inflection and very just deliver the lines as quickly as possible. It was very weird. Right. Um, but uh, other, otherwise, I'm still enjoying it enough that I'm continuing it. You know, uh, there have sure. been a couple puzzles which I was infuriated uh, at because because of the way it's a 3D game and you have to walk around. There was no visual clue that there was like an object. Right. And I ran around forever forever and i just had to position my character in just the right spot for it to like go oh there is this thing there and you know like that's yeah. that's just like that's just that like reminds me of game. typing a sentence in space quest where i didn't have like this was back in the day when you had to like write out the words like pick up thing on floor or whatever right but it was like place object in container for whatever like whatever yeah. it was yeah. but you had to like dial it in exactly yeah and oh man yeah, when you of course, yeah. when you know the puzzle or you you're yeah, it's it's like a visual clue is what you need to at least you know do, that yeah, there's a absolutely. that you're like, oh I'm gonna look yeah. over here. But it it was just this one that was, oh my gosh, we were there for so long and I was like pulling my hair out and um I'm gonna That's I'm gonna admit yeah. I looked it up. And they were like they were like, Oh, just just look under the seat. I'm like, what seat? And I just took it, I'm like, Okay, well there's a whole bunch of seats. I'm like, That's the seat? It was like a random seat amongst hundreds of yeah, seats for no and reason. i just like okay yeah. i just had to walk that's and that's annoying. where the jankiness yeah. is is like yeah. some of the puzzles you have to like um too obtuse right like not like no lead lead towards the yeah and yeah and just the way that they they decided for you to interact with objects it's just a little bit finicky but um so it's it's not great and the, the thing with the one and two is that it was just a straight up point and click adventure and they had their own issues too but the kind of fantasy-ish, not uh, maybe fantasy is not the right one, but the the kind of world that they built, it was just kind of a fun one to to play. Right. Anyways. So still playing it. It's fine. All right. Um, and then I started, I did start a third game kind of out of the blue, mainly because it was cheap. Fair. Cheap um, gets me going. And that was, <laughs> and that's Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I've seemed to recall talking about Bloodborne on this podcast many episodes ago. Yeah, and and really, I only started playing it so that I could set the record straight on the difference between Bloodstained and Bloodborne, <laughs> and that we no longer our, have our longtime listeners will appreciate the humor here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I started playing that with a friend. Uh, well, I I asked him to introduce it to to me. Basically, I was like, ah, I got so it. So he it was, he's already played this and finished it, or he's he just midstream and finish wanted it. to like restart kind of thing with you, or basically, yeah, he okay. got pretty far in it from what he told me. Um, but he was like, oh, I'll just get, I'll just he he. he the funny thing is, he didn't intend to play it. He was right. like, I'll I'll start playing it with you just to kind of yeah. get you introduced to kind of the idea behind it. And then he was cursing me because he was like, oh, you got me. Like straight now back in, it again. Now he's yeah. all he could think was Bloodborne all the time, right. and now he's now he's playing it. So yeah. Um, so f- for those who don't know, this is a Souls game, like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, which you're going to talk about. Um, 
this is the game they released before Elden Ring, right? Yes, Other, it is. Yeah, ignoring the remake. Of, uh, Sekiro. Um, oh, Sekiro. Sekiro, no. Sekiro came out between, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Sekiro was yeah. before that. Anyways. So the big difference between those two, by the way, and I didn't know this previously, is Sekiro is Sekiro is probably the the hardest of all of their games, um, which people didn't know because Elden Ring or whatever. But Bloodborne, um, apparently, the first boss is one of the most challenging bosses, uh, which I think you've already defeated. Yes. Correct. Yes, I finished the first um, boss. And the reason he's difficult is because essentially, if you haven't figured out how to play the game yet, you won't have any ability to really defeat him. But once you've figured out how to defeat him, you've kind of figured out the puzzle to the rest of the game. And yes, it will get harder in some different ways, but it's um, that's like the key to the kingdom, apparently. Right, right. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I did, did uh, I, I beat him on my second try, which was uh, made my friend infuriated yes he was pretty yes. mad because I think that would infuriate most people actually. also yeah. finished it on a second try but then he pointed oh. out he said on his first playthrough that took him 30 or 40 tries <laughs> you know like i mean this is the, the first second boss time that of Elden ring took me 25 yeah. 30 times i'm pretty sure i i had played a lot before getting to that boss though and i i technically was quote unquote over leveled at the time like we sure had spent a lot of time in the original area. I will say, I, yeah. I, um, this, I, I mean, you might want to just flow into Elden Ring because I think there's going to be some um, commonality. Yeah, I think there's the a lot, two. a lot of things between the two for sure. Yeah. I, um, I definitely, I, I think I misunderstood some of this game. Um, I he showed me this game. He showed me. Uh, I'm gonna get it wrong. It was a PS3 one. I guess Demon Souls. Sure. Demon Souls say. is their first is their first game and then Dark Souls went one, two, and three. Right. Uh, so Demon I Souls. I want to say it was Demon Souls that he showed me. And I, I watched sure. him play for a while and he kind of explained it to me. Um and uh I was like, yeah, this doesn't sound like something that I even want to try. Um right. and you know, he talked about like, oh, you gotta be careful with the NPCs, because if you kill an NPC, like that's that's it. You're done. <laughs> there, to, to the point where there is this one in Demon Souls where you can rescue a guy in a cage. He convinces you to release to rescue him. Release him. Yeah. And um, you can decide to release him or not. And if you release sure. him, it basically turns out that um, he's a murderer. So what will happen is if you're not paying attention he'll start to murder people in the nexus in the middle area that like important NPCs and he'll do oh. a couple and you'll find people will be like, Oh, these two people were murdered. And you're supposed to at this point, like know start that it was him. Figure that out. Yeah. If you don't do anything about it, he will just start kill NPCs and you'll lose out on stuff. On a whole bunch of side quests. Because, and and like this that. is, yeah. this is, and there's no reloading. Obviously there's no, of course it's yeah. just, you just, that's, that's just what is. you decide. Yeah. Right. So, I remember him had he had told me that story at the time and I was like this seems insane who would play this um yeah. and and my initial thought of Bloodborne was you know like you, you you wake up you kind of turn a corner there's an enemy and you start fighting him and you die like basically immediately and I was like okay all right I don't know how I was supposed to beat him and then you kind of figure out okay you were intending to die they like wanted you to die so that you could learn the next thing and like right Definitely the dying is part of it. And by dying a few times, you learn new kind of ways to play. 
And then once right. we started exploring and, and he was kind of showing me the ways, it, it became clear kind of how you're intending to play that game to the point where like the first area I've like, I'm going to just say mastered. Like I understand sure. it. I can yeah. go through it and I can basically, you know, it's it's not built as a game to just like run in and just slaughter everybody. No. Immediately. Like you have to no. find your way around. You're not meant to like fight it's everybody. A you see. It's a precision game. Yeah. And you're supposed to find shortcuts. Like with the whole respawning of enemies at the after you die or after you save mm -hmm. um the idea is that as you explore you'll find shortcuts so that you can avoid route longer routes and get to other points quicker so that you don't have to do that Fighting so you can find all these again. different little right. things and and this and the other thing i guess um is the story isn't handed to you there's no it's 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 like as you discover it you'll find npcs they'll talk and you're just supposed to kind of um, kind of, kind of pull the information from those conversations or from things you find in the world. It's not like a standard kind of uh, story given to not you. Not a, not a, like a modern day game. Yeah. No. So, um, but I, I have been enjoying it. It's been a lot. I was, of fun. Gonna, I was just going to ask, like, does this mean joy for you? So, like, like the initial learning curve, and then things were great, or was it great out of the gate for you? Or, um, it wasn't out of the gate. Took yeah. me a little bit. We did the first session. I enjoyed playing with him. And then I played it on my own for a bit. And I thought, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Because, like, it just, I wasn't sure still mm -hmm. yet. We did a second session together and we got a little further. And then I started, it started to click for me. It started to make right. sense as to, like, what I was trying to do in that game. Yeah, I find, and and I think, and I've only played a little bit of that game. I just kind of get to the, I just wanted to check it out. So I think I've only gotten to, to through the first little area of that game and the, um, it's it's gruesome and gorgeous and like it's got a cool like aesthetic to it i think yeah um, that's very different from some of their other games it's a little more modern day in some ways like it's got guns and other things in it yeah um yeah it's a it's a neat game it all the things you mentioned and i'm by no means an expert here but have quickly becoming uh just i'm almost infatuated i think with 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 a from software like way of like writing a video game at this point but um and i can speak to it maybe i'll just jump into it but like a little bit of elden ring and the same things like so like a from software game does not hand you the story by any means you'll get some cutscenes, um and you'll get some npcs and the npcs will dole out the story to you in small little tiny little snippets and that's all you get and everything else is the environment and it's like absorbing it all in and taking away what you want. There's plenty of YouTubes of like people extracting that into meaningful like bits of story and helping you sort of like, and probably something I'll watch after I finish some of these games and try and figure out like, did I kind of, do I think I grabbed most of what was being told? Um, and the dying is just, yeah, it's, it's just a part of it. And I was actually listening to um, some other folks talk about um, from software just technique and games in general and they were talking about how you become somewhat immune to death and suffering in some ways like it's just becomes part of your gameplay as opposed to part of a like controller going across the room right it's just mm -hmm. it's just part of the process and part of the i will say that it does get a little frustrating at times i've i've spent I probably spent like two hours on one section of an area before I just decided to give up because I, I didn't feel like I was powerful enough. Um, and did I learn a whole bunch from doing that? Sure. 
Um, the thing I didn't mention earlier about Sekiro, which is very different from their other games, is Sekiro doesn't have a leveling ability. I, again, I don't know a lot about it, but those games are about precision and learning the fights, and you cannot overpower them. You have to learn the techniques. Right. Um, I think their other games allow a little bit of overpowering um, to some degree, but right. it's somewhat limited too. And I think Elden Ring's probably, from what I can tell, is maybe the most generous in the overpowering in some ways. Um, like you can find ways to sort of break the game. I think I think a lot of their games are built that way um, to sort of break them a little bit. But um, yeah, it sounds like sounds like you're getting somewhat of a similar experience that I have. Um, I also don't. Holy, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say I also don't think. Um, like the brutality of the game, I, I definitely think like it definitely has like a, a difficulty level that might be that is harder than, you know, maybe what other people think games should be. But ultimately, I don't think it's as brutal as um, it was kind of made out to be like the idea of dying isn't OK. You lose all your currency. I mean, you, you don't lose your items, which is what I actually yeah. thought happened. Yeah, you don't uh, lose but, your items. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, you, you only lose your currency. Um, and, um, you know, because uh, I remember our, our friend was saying when he played Bloodborne for just a part before he moved to Elden Ring, he was like, oh, like I spent so much time on the boss and I ran through all of my healing things. And then I had to spend money getting the healing things. But I had lost all my currency because I had died. But like, the healing things are really easy to come by through the world. Like enemies drop right. them all the time. Like I, it's really easy to stock up. So it's, it's not that difficult. And yeah, like you lose your currency, but I mean, if you're just, if you kind of know, and, and you don't always know that you're going to enter kind of like a large boss or a, a difficult boss, you kind of know, okay, well, like if I've got a bulk of currency, I better go spend it before, you know, I'm going to go do that. But if you lose it, ultimately it's not that hard to get it back. You know, it made me think, like, Hollow Knight is very much like, like, I knew Hollow Knight was compared to a Souls game. It's got some of the, some of the same Um, bits in it. But it, it, I mean, it really, it almost really does. It's more so a Souls game than I thought it would be. Like, I thought, I thought. How many times did you lose all your currency in Hollow Knight? Yeah. No, but it says, but it's the same, it was the same idea. Like you didn't lose your items or anything. You lost your currency. Mm. You could go back and get your currency if you found your body or where you It was annoying at times, especially if it was a good chunk of change, right? Sure. But it was the same, same idea and, and almost the same idea of the, the bosses and enemies, everything respawned. The idea was that you could find other routes to avoid because you, you wanted to go fight a boss and you wanted to do it with full health. So it was very much like. Um, I'll say Hollow Knight hold your hand a little more and it's a simpler game but oh, sh- sure. uh, but it also has a very similar thought in the sense that it doesn't really dole out the story and like right? it doesn't yeah. hold your hand through a lot of it it does have more menus and contextual things and whatnot so but yeah, I guess the thing is like after playing Bloodborne for I mean I haven't played a lot of it but like maybe 10 hours of it um, yeah. it I recognize that now making the comparison to Hollow Knight. Actually, Hollow Knight did have like more Souls-like elements than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. When 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 I thought Souls, my only comparison was like, oh, I hear like losing your currency and finding your body again. That was mm-hmm. kind of the thing because I didn't know right. anything about it, but more so of how they, yeah, the story, the way they do out the story, the bosses, the kind of way that they do that feels yeah. almost similar. 
obviously there's more to it. There's the Metrovania kind of aspect of uh, Hollow Knight and things like that integrated in there. But um, yeah, I think there's a bit of Metrovania to Bloodborne as well. Is my understanding. I haven't again. I haven't played the game, so I don't know. But that's what I've heard. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you haven't. I mean, you're only ten hours in, but yeah, I, don't, I, and I don't know how long that one is. I've but. only really like the first area is very linear, as as it yes. was described to me, and then I've just unlocked the second space, right? Yeah, which I'm told is more. You now can make decisions on like routes you take and stuff like that. Whereas the right, first right. place is very much like you're just kind of getting to that first boss, and then that's when it opens up. So right. I guess I'll see more, but. So Elden Ring, tell me, tell me more about Elden Ring. Um, so I was a little surprised I got this one actually. I was I, it's really really interesting the whole, um, just the whole organization and everything I've learned about it. I've definitely become a bit of a fanboy recently, and I think it's mostly around the fact that I just agree with a lot of their principles um, in the way that they've put things together. Um, there is a reason you don't know a lot about this game, Jacob. It's because they didn't share a lot with the game because they know their fans and they didn't want anybody to know anything. You know, the other remarkable thing is, is I beat the second boss yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've, I'd never, I've never seen him. How have I been on the Elden Ring subreddit and like on the Twitter threads and everywhere? Nobody shares what it looks like. Hmm. I, remarkable to me. Yeah. Because I got to say, I was... I was controller just kind of dropped to the side of my my like my leg and my jaw dropped when I started watching the cutscenes and stuff that had like and this boss fight. Yeah. It was insanity. Absolute insanity. And I'm like like the like their creature design and their character design like just mind-boggling. And the fact that they didn't really share a lot of this stuff was just really great and the fact that the community just kind of doesn't seem to like like tell everybody that Dumbledore died is really amazing. You sorry, know? what? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> There's a stipulation on Whoa. You know, when <laughs> you did not add spoilers to this weekend. I also didn't know Dumbledore was in Elden Ring. I know, right? Yeah. That's a, that's the twist. Oh my gosh. Um yeah. So uh, where do I start? Um this game also starts with the same so my experience was I sat down started this game it has a very similar entry mechanic you build your character it has a really cool creature or sorry character creator you can actually customize a, a fair amount and then you full, throw full armor on and never see your character again <laughs> um so it's like, i mean unless you're the wretch i guess so you can choose a, choose a few different starter classes and one of them is the wretch which has like no stats it is a bit more rpg than i think some of their previous entries so you do level up a bit and you add stats i think bloodborne's similar yeah um but i think there's I think there's a little more of that in this, and I don't know what the differences are because I haven't done them. The, um, but yeah, you, you your first fight uh, is like against this insanely like crazy looking like multi hand like multi weaponed like spider thing or whatever it is, and I died like immediately. Later to find out, you can't beat this guy. Um, it's hard because. You basically only get one chance to do it, and if you die, it starts the next part of the game. Right. And so you literally, you literally have to restart the game all over again to try and beat it. Um, you can go back later and fight it and beat it as well, and it gives you a really amazing shield and sword um, if you do beat it, which is a great start to your game. Right. And so if you're good, you get to get gooder, gooder, yeah, gooder. Yeah. That's so, it. 
Um, so that was neat. And then I'm like, okay, that's it. I will say right off the bat, missed the tutorial area. Like, because it doesn't tell you where to go for some tutorial area. You literally have to like drop down into like a little ravine, like after you've died. And then you can kind of go through and it shows you how to jump and how to block and it teaches you the basics of stuff. It doesn't teach you anything more than the basics. It doesn't teach you like when to do things or how to parry block or mm-hmm. any of the other stuff that it has. But it teaches you some very basic things like like including targeting. Like you hit R3 for to target your like your enemy, which makes a huge difference to how you interact with fighting with that enemy. Um, but I didn't know that right away. So I just went outside and I'm like, wow, like... And then as soon as I walk outside, there's a boss there, like walking around, like a huge dude on this giant horse. And mm-hmm. he's probably in a million videos and he looks really regal. He's like a giant paladin on a big regal horse. And um, and as I've heard from people talking about it, I mean, he's, he's there as a purpose to teach you that you shouldn't just go up and fight everything you see because right. that's not what this game is. Yeah. Um, you need to go and understand like the limits and understand like where you can go and where you can't go. And of course, because it's open world and you can literally go almost everywhere, um, it doesn't really uh, stop you from doing some of the exploration. So if you're not, you have to be mindful that like, I do, if I don't think I should be here, then you should just go off and do something else. Right. And there's lots, lots of something else. Um, it does have, and I again, I don't know these games really well, but it does have some um they're like bond i think uh bloodborne has like campfires or bonfires um bloodborne kind of... uh bloodborne is uh lanterns lanterns dark, okay dark so this souls one is the bonfires it's the bonfires okay and this one has um like uh signs of grace or places of grace which is like a little feather and you can this is like your campfire and you can the nice thing about it is you can actually portal as long as you're not in combat you can portal between them mm. of course the, the the caveat being everything respawns when you do that um and it, it's a really quick way to fast travel around the world, which is really, really nice. Um, and you get a, a fast traveling mount, which I, I was thinking of like, I mean, a lot of people compare Breath of the Wild. I really cringed when I heard that initially because I'm like, oh, don't like don't compare it to some masterpiece like that's that's crazy. But uh, I think it's probably pretty fair at this point. Like the, f- the feeling you get of exploration is is unparalleled like the ability for me to just go in a direction and find things that i've never seen before and nobody's talked about and i haven't haven't been spoiled for me because it just hasn't been and i can just go and find fun stuff to do everywhere i go and that's that's it's just super exhilarating that way so like this open world with like some structure where these grace uh sorry i didn't finish my last thought but the the graces they kind of point you in a direction yeah. what wasn't clear to me off the off the bat was that direction is kind of like to help the story move along a little bit but it doesn't mean necessarily that you should go in that direction right away because that's probably a bad idea, especially if this is your first game. Yeah. Um, and frankly, if it's even your fourth game, it's probably still a good idea to go out and actually build your character up somewhat. Right. So this whole idea of like this open world with some like limited structure um, seems cool. And also like this concept that there's no like checkboxes, there's no markers, there's no quest log, there's no, there's none of this. So like, if you miss something, you just miss it. You, but yeah. the beauty of that is, is you don't know you missed it. So like, and you could, you know, if somebody else tells you about it later, you could always go back and check it out. I don't think anything gets closed off that way. But, um, but you just move on. And so like the only thing you really need to do is go become the Elden Lord. Like that's your goal here, right? right? So, um, so what? And it's it's 
Yeah, it's remarkable. It's remarkable how the simplicity of it, and it reminds me a little bit of like yesteryear games where uh, somebody, you know, people tease at other games and like if this was uh, like an Ubisoft game or, I mean, they're teasing against Horizon Zero Dawn super unfairly because it's already, I think their release dates have been very timed uh, really roughly, I think, with some of the other games that have come out around the same areas like Breath of the Wild and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, but just showing like what the UI would like, like if those other companies made this and how much noise there would be on it. Like there's nothing on my screen when I play this game except a, like a northeast, southwest on the top. And yeah. like there's just, there's no, uh, like I literally have, and I, I thought it'd be fun to do. So I actually have a dedicated little journal and I literally have like, I've talked to this NPC and I wrote it down and I said like this, they're looking for me to deliver a letter to this place. Nobody's going to follow up with me that that got done. Nobody's going to check. Nobody like Yeah, that's And yeah. That's um similar to similar to Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. At least uh, with the few people that I've actually run into. Um right. there's no like you can you can make decisions about whether you're going to help them, but it's not like you're reminded you have to remember this because it's yeah, you're not it's not like quest markers no. or anything like that there's no like, quest markers i had nothing. to find a brooch yeah. for a kid and i just um and honestly it was my friend who kind of was pointing these things out to try to like help me realize this because yeah i found it and i was like oh oh right that kid asked me to find this thing yeah but you would never it, the, the the object itself tells you nothing to return it no right like no it's so just like, an object now in my inventory mm-hmm. yeah yeah but so yeah I, i'll just and, and to your comment about the um hud um like the level of detail being low. I mean, that's how I press played Breath of the Wild. I re- I recall that, yeah. And it was uh it was an amazing experience to play yeah. Breath of the Wild with literally just my health. And yeah. it was so funny to me when I finally got the DLC and at some point I was like I I, I want to know what it's like to have the HUD on and the amount of detail that you can turn on. And I was yes. like, "Oh, cuz you you get all those special abilities and it tells you the yes. cooldowns for it." But when I played that game, I had no idea what the cooldown was. All I knew is I couldn't use it yes. because it, it didn't tell me anything. I only knew my health. But I love that, that freedom of like exploration of like I, not being told. I like it too. Yeah. It's so Elden cool Ring, experience. I mean, you can fully, you can fully turn it off. You can turn it on to auto, which is how I leave it, which means it's off except for the Northeast Southwest. And then when you go into combat, it, it does come up with your health and your stamina okay. and yeah. your magic, um, which is fine by me, but you can fully turn it off. And I do, they, this game needs a photo mode, like, so badly and because and every time i want to take a good photo i have to go into the settings and turn off the hud and then take the photo and then turn it back on again right um and it doesn't pause and the game doesn't pause nope does bloodborne pause no yeah that's the thing there's no pausing in these games no pausing so like don't have a kid that's coming over and asking for jelly sandwiches or like (laughs) in the middle of a fight there's no i i mean i don't i I don't play this game during the day because of the content in the game, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, and that's, but, for, that's but if I, yeah. yeah, sorry, but like at night, like I'm telling you, if I had any kid around when I fought that second boss last night, they would be damaged for life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but they would, they can't unsee that. <laughs> it is a thing though. Like you, yeah. The fact that you can't pause, like there's no, you better make sure that you're in a spot where you're safe. Yeah. If you're going to have to step away from it or yeah. I guess, I guess if you actually, I guess if you hit the PlayStation button, like if you're on your PlayStation and you hit the menu button and you go actually, back that, to the so that'll that'll actually kick me out of the game because the because I well for me anyways because I play online. Um, 
Oh, I've but, never tried it. I play yeah. online as well, so I don't. Maybe it does the same thing. Oh, I didn't even make a note about that. But the online stuff is just phenomenal. Like, so the for those that don't know, the Souls games, and I don't know if they're all like this, but certainly the modern ones are. They have an ability to leave notes for other players, and if you play online, you get to read these notes. And you can actually you can put it you can put a code in, which is cool. So if you like don't want to see the entire world's worth of notes, you can put a like a password in. So it would just be that group. Maybe maybe you're on a subreddit or you're on a game forum or have friends that all want to use the same code and then you'll it'll make those ones more prominent um and so you'll be able to see maybe a slightly different hue i haven't actually tried it yet but i think that's a cool adage but the i it is remarkable to me how consistent the messages are written and how insanely like there's nobody going yo dude like like check out like nobody goes weird but have you have you have you tried to write a note I actually haven't, and I don't know if they've forced it certain vernacular. They do well, but, in, but, and again, in, in Bloodborne and stuff. So you're you're forced to write in a certain way. So people will try to find ways of like telling you about, a warning you about something, but you have to stay within their vernacular. That's why you don't see like ah, uh, that's what weird it is. Messages, but yeah. but I will say though, like it's it's all just amazing. It, it's like I mean, there's a long-standing joke, and it's it's kind of like that South Park game, like um, something. What's the game called? Something Butthole. Um, I can't remember I can what the only name is. Stick kind of Truth, but I know. Yeah, the the Stick one. of Truth. You know where I'm yeah. going. But they go two finger because to, to the two fingers in uh, Elden Ring are like the rulers of um, whatever. I won't get into the story bits that I have seen so far. But the, um, and then Butthole, right? Because Butthole, like H-O-L-E. Yeah. Anyways, it's everywhere. It's hilarious. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I'm still 16 inside. I think so I still find it funny. But like, like you walk up to a spot and there's like a ledge, and they'll say, "Try jumping," right? Yeah. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's not. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say there was so many times where like there was like an upper ledge, and there was I saw like a little glimmer of somebody's note, and I wouldn't even thought to hop in behind. And then when I hopped in behind, there was some good stuff in behind there. And the only reason I got that was because I saw the glimmer of the guy's, the person's note. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. That's really nice. Or I'll find one and it'll say, uh, check right. And then I kind of looked right. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, if I come around this corner, that guy's going to get me. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I got to think about what I'm doing. So there's, I do, I do love them yeah. for that reason. I think that makes me feel like community. And then the other thing that happens, which makes you feel a little more community, is there's all these like blood stains on the ground. And so when you come across a blood stain and I can triangle that, it'll show me how somebody died. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be like a little red silhouette of somebody dying. But then there's also little white silhouettes always running around of other players and their actions and them playing the game. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. And then just to, on the online tangent, there's an ability to summon other players as well. And so there's a co-op uh aspect to it and you can actually co-op a good portion of the game i understand although i don't quite know how the how things get credited for major events but um i feel like it might just be the host but i'm not positive but there isn't that many major events that you would care about but the uh but you can just summon people if you need help with a boss fight or if you want to just get help like tackling a castle or if you just want to for whatever reason or you can also do pvp um and go after people and I got, I actually have two rings on. I have one that will summon somebody if I get invaded, uh, which is called an invasion. They'll come into my game and they'll invade and attack me. And I have a special thing that will actually summon somebody automatically if somebody comes in to try and help me defeat this guy. And I got summoned because I have the thing on to help others as well. Oh, yeah. 
And so I got summoned into somebody's game and I saw them, but they were down on this weird ledge and I had, and you can't, uh, you have a horse in the game. It's like a goat horse and you can, and I'm like, okay, you can't use your goat horse when you're on like uh co-op. So yeah. I had to walk all the way around. And by the time I got there, I was like, oh man, I'm letting this guy down. It's the first time this has ever happened to me. And then he just killed them. And then I got <laughs> ported back to my world. So funny. Anyways, wasn't the wasn't the best first experience. Does someone but. want someone? Do you have to spend a currency or something? Yeah. So there's a there's crafting in this game, and you have to craft um, uh, using a flower. You have to craft a thing to. Okay. It's all based on these fingers. You have to like use fingers to write and use fingers to summon and um, okay. furlong finger. I think it's called. Um, okay. So that stuff's that stuff's kind of neat. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, Visually, so I'm playing it on PlayStation. Um, the game is got really distinct art for the different areas, so no different than some games that sort of segregate different spots and kind of have different vibes in the different areas. But the yeah, they do a really good job of transitioning those areas. The art is uh, it's gorgeous. Like the game, like I'm I'm a little surprised at how well it runs on the PlayStation. Even the older PlayStations, like. I think they've just done a great job of scaling that stuff. Um, it's out on PC and Xbox and PlayStation, I think. And I think it, it looks just bonkers on all of them. And I think it plays well on all of them. Like the launch has been really, really good. Um, I heard uh, there was a lot of stuff about the PC version being problematic. Yeah, I, I feel like that got blown out of proportion okay. and a lot of people had no problems at all. But like some, like four people had pro- trouble and they you know cried i don't know i mean yeah, i'm not I, playing it on pc but but I, that's that's actually those comments led me to just go you know what i'll just play it on the couch and the playstation it's great i, I kind of wish i bought it on pc to be honest but uh but i think this is okay um which leads me to talk about remote play actually i haven't really used remote play for i think i used it for red dead um and i've used it for this one and this one has ver- like a lot of timing um requirements uh for yeah. blocking and doing whatnot and you, i know you've played said you played bloodborne similarly and works great yep. like r- ridiculously well actually i'm i'm a little surprised at how well it works um yeah i've yeah, only so good there i've only played bloodborne on my pc remote play, remote play. is that right yeah, yeah never never well, played it i've never played it in front of the tv so i've never actually seen it in its full fidelity even uh because yeah. it's a little for mine because i've got a base level uh ps4 right it only streams it at 720 but right oh yeah right but um yeah yeah it plays yeah. really well I, I i mean honestly the remote play is fantastic the only problem i have is um a, um wi-fi if it's using 2.4 yeah it definitely wants five it definitely wants uh, five in my yeah. um uh like if i'm in a corner of my house on my phone it switches yeah or my older surface sometimes in certain spots has issues sticking with the five um but um other, otherwise like but but technically on my computer i'm all wired in so um so i did a little digging for performance for uh remote play just to see if there's some tips and tricks and they had a couple of tips um one be wired <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Duh. Uh and I've played wired. I'm I'm wired on both and I've wired on my PC and uh I like zero issues. Mm-hmm. Um I've done it on my laptop as well, which is a MacBook and it um hiccuped a little. It was on Wi-Fi. Um just a just a smidge. There is a setting to turn off like there's an Apple service. It's 
Apple specific, I think, but it was like there's a service that they use for doing airdrop through, I don't know if it's through Wi-Fi maybe, or it uses some other protocol. Anyways, you can kill that service. It, it kills a couple of features, but uh, but then I had no issues with the Wi-Fi. So I don't yeah, know. It's, I mean, it's bong. It's it like for a first party, like, solution it's it's ridiculously well oh yeah, implemented, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean i played yeah. remote play a, a lot i'd play right. um i was playing it all over the place um when i had the ps4 i mean i was playing spider-man remotely in over the internet yeah um right yeah that's right, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and and yeah like it definitely depends on your internet connection and it i didn't i did have to make sure that i was in a spot where i had good wi-fi because i couldn't wire at the time but but, mm-hmm. but the ps4 was wired um but it was great i mean that's over the internet and like yeah and fine and that's not a game that uh uh is uh not like it, it needs it needs timing timing's a lot of that game too maybe less than yeah. bloodborne and stuff but still it played really well so no the remote yeah. play uh, is really good yeah that's it is good uh sound design in this game just phenomenal like there's a, like a bit of a sound like there's some just backgroundy music that's really like nonchalant for the most part and then like the drums kind of come in when battle starts like a lot of games do but it, it's a really subtle and really nice and the combat effects are phenomenal when you get a critical hit like you there's some stealth in the game you can sneak up and backstab and stuff like that and like the th- just the thud and like the just the severity of it all it's just it's very impressive it's um it's very cool yeah um the game feels like uh like there's just a lot of like i can go anywhere and i don't know anything about this and i can just go and explore and i have this total feeling of freedom to just go and do things which i think is really lacking in a lot of games which handhold you through quests and chains um and so I think, like, don't get me wrong. I think there's like some value in checking boxes, and there's some, you know, there's some endorphins. I think that fire off when that kind of stuff happens. But I also think that there's a lot of freedom in a game that just doesn't tell you what to do. I think it's a. I think it's just. I agree. I I think there's just different. Um, people people want to play games different ways, right? There's definitely people who didn't like Breath of the Wild. But some people just want some of that direction and just want to have things totally. to specifically do, right? And so in some yeah. cases, open world just in general um, can be kind of like, oh, people are like, oh, I'm tired of an open world. But, um, you know, when you look at kind of like the Ubisoft model, it's a very just standard approach to it. And it has its place. I I can see that just being like over and over again, it's just like, well, what's interesting about it if you just keep just doing the checking the boxes. And so it's kind of refreshing to have something like Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring where um, yeah. you're way more in control and less directed and just you're forced yeah, to I'd, kind of explore. I put Breath of the Wild in between the two maybe as far as like hand-holding goes. Like it's it's got more more like uh, creature comforts or like uh, quality of life. Well, there's things, definitely right? still quests. Uh, there, there's, there's still quests. Definitely that, but and, they're limited. Right. There's they're limited quests, but you still have a quest list and you still have like technically on a map like a um and again I the the, the thing about Breath of the Wild was this that um you could decide kind of how you played it. Like with me not having a HUD, I mm-hmm. often went the wrong way. Like sure. because I wasn't using I didn't have the map on my screen. 
I'd have to open mm-hmm. up the map to look and every now and then I might, but like I would just be distracted by things and I'd be like, I'm just going to go over there and that's where yeah. I think I need to be and I would just discover a new thing. So, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, my knowledge of Bloodborne and kind of how they approach the story, I can see how um, you really don't have that. No, I think, I mean, the, the thing that I think Breath of the Wild brought was that it, yeah, I mean, it did direct you a little bit, but you did have to explore a fair amount to like really flush things out. And this is like, like a, a much more sort of, I'd say, I won't, I'll say extreme, but it's not, that makes it sound bad, I think, but it's, um, it's just a more intense version of that. It, it has a pretty crazy Metacritic rating and I, I'll suggest that it doesn't really matter because I've, I mean, so does, uh, what's that game that I can't finish um, with Bayonetta. Bayonetta has an insanely high Metacritic rating mm-hmm. too. I can't do it. It's not for me. I just, I've tried, yeah. I've tried so hard. It's just not me. But I think it's really interesting to see the discourse around people that are like defending Elden Ring. I think a lot of people, because Elden Ring got so much hype and it's probably the most anticipated game of this type for a while. There's a lot of people playing this game that have, including myself, that have never played a Souls game before. And a lot of reviewers actually in the same boat. Um, and so you've got all these like reviews and comments that just pan the game for being like the stupidest thing on the planet. And like, I couldn't even figure this out. And like, like, why wouldn't it tell me, like, are you just trying to like prevent me from like getting further in this thing? Like, why are you being such, such an obstructionist? And I, the discourse is just interesting. I'm not saying that's right or, well, I guess it's, I feel like it's maybe like limited in, in view, but it's, it's just interesting to see how people really decided how they liked to consume games and this maybe isn't what they the expectations were not like in line my my real sense though is that they if they if they gave it a longer go i think they'd be better i'm i'm like 26 hours into this game in like uh 11 or 12 days which is a little bit on the higher side for me for like it's a couple hours a day for me which is a lot Mm -hmm. um and i love it <laughs> it gets a 97 for me too it's 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 brought me just so much joy and i just i literally can't wait to play more of it because it's it's just it's got so much open-endedness that i can and so much for me to do and explore and go that there's just it just feels limitless currently right and and there is a moment in this game that i, I and i heard a little bit about something today that i don't know about and they thank goodness the community is very like spoiler free but i went to like another place it that isn't on the map and i'm like what (laughs) like like there's a whole lot more to this place than like meets the eye and um yeah i i look forward to getting further and talking a little more about it i think i'll maybe end it there but it's it's a um i maybe i'll end it with saying i'm I'm a little disappointed, and and of course it's not too late uh, uh, by any means. But, but I think you know participating in this type of game uh, with somebody who would like yourself would be extremely beneficial. And we have another friend playing as well, which has really been nice uh, for me. Um, but I think I think I think this is the game for you. I really do. I like. I really feel like it has so many Jacob uh, like valued values like instilled in it, and one of the biggest ones is exploration. Mm-hmm. because it rewards exploration like no other game I've played. Yeah. Like other games will give you like let you fill out checklists and things like that, but this one actually rewards you with stuff that you didn't know you were going to get. Yeah. And 
I think that's like every game I've played with you. I mean, you're an explorer. That's like it's in your it's in your DNA. <laughs> it's in <my> DNA. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We can talk more about that. But they, um, yeah, great game. Turns out not a turns, not turns, an okay game. Not a not yeah. a fine game. <laughs> not a fine game. Yeah. And I think we sort of we bled into this, and I think you had one other on your list. Um, I don't know if you've opened it up. Far Loan Sales. Oh, I I opened it up just briefly. I I want to play this. I I I feel like this podcast comes out too late to kind of recommend picking this up because it was on sale for. It was on sale, yeah, for like three bucks, three something. So like four dollars yeah. maybe at most. Yeah, I picked it up too. I, in fact, I got it. A buddy of mine picked it up as well based on the price. Yeah, because the sequel yeah. is out. Uh, I think March first. Mm-hmm. Like it was just out anyways. And so they put this game on sale and it's been on my list for a long time, but for like four bucks, I picked it up on the switch and like, perfect. So I, 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 um, I started it a little bit just to confirm like what I thought of what I knew of it. And again, this is like two minutes of gameplay or something, but it is very much like inside and, um, that other one, that the other come, one from the same people that made same it inside people, that like 2d, yeah. a 2d limbo. limbo. Yeah. 2d side scroller. Um, you know, uh, and and kind of just going back and forth, and then just having like little puzzles in between to kind of figure out, um, to right. kind of progress to the next spot. Um, so, seems pretty good, but I can't say yeah. much about it because I've played two minutes of it. But um, that's fair. It's yeah. it's highly regarded. Um, but um, yeah. So I might I might on the side do that, but yeah, honestly, it, the the. The other thing is like because Steinsgate, I can play literally on any device right now. Yeah, I can just pick up and just like watch and like I. That's yeah. the thing; it's just sucking up all my time. I understand so, that entirely. That's been Metroid for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't I dive into that? So I've been playing Metroid Dread. Um, I've been playing it on my OLED Switch, Jacob. Um, and I haven't told Jacob yet that I got an OLED Switch. You hinted was, that you were. Going I was to do waiting it. for this moment. Yeah, I did do it, and I did it because of the um, it, 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 the update upgrade price wasn't that much, and I've already traded in my old one um, and got a credit. And of course, I blew some of that on a stand for my PlayStation controller. <laughs> but but here we are. Um, the OLED Switch, I would say, now having played it and and exclusively, basically played Metroid Dread uh, with it, is it's gorgeous. I mean. It's inky blacks. It's the screen alone is the justification for me. Like, forget everything else. It has battery life, whatever. I don't care. The screen is like the one inch makes a difference. It's 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 six. I think it's six inches for the other one, right? I think so. For yeah. the standard one, yeah. So that I think it makes a bit of a difference. And the uh, but it's the quality of the display that's just phenomenal. And then this game, of course, is also somewhat vibrant and looks phenomenal. Um, I think I. Could, you know what's really funny is I thought about five hours ago in this game that I was almost done this game. Yeah. I'm nowhere close to done this game. <laughs> it's it's like uh I think I'm the game says I'm ten hours in on the save game, but Nintendo Switch, which I have not spent any time like with my Switch on just sitting there. Um, not any material time anyways. It says I'm at 15 hours, so I don't quite know what the deal is there and whether the deaths don't count towards your lapse time because I have died a lot. I have probably died more in Metroid than I have in Elden Ring, and that's saying something because my deaths in Elden Ring are probably, I don't know, 80, 90, 100 times now. I'm not sure. And Metroid might be higher. (laughs) Um, 
it also, you get very used to death very quickly in Metroid. I don't die all the time anymore, but I definitely died a lot. And bosses are tough. And there is a absolute bucket load of bosses in Metroid Dread. Just huge amount. Like, I can't believe how many there are. Yeah. Um, so good. Outstanding a number of bosses. The progress flow, I feel like the game flows really well. It is a Metroidvania, but it kind of kind of gently pushes you, not th- just through like good level design, uh, pushes you back into like spots where you might want to go with your newfound powers. And there's like there's different levels and they've got different ways of accessing those different levels and like getting in between them. Um, the whole premise of Metroid Dread is there is a there's like these killer robots that can come after you in this chase mechanic. I was very intimidated by this. Um, in fact, it would kind of turn me off a little bit because I don't really like the franticness of that kind of thing generally. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally fine. Also, there is an ability to like deal with these things that will make you feel better about it, I think. Um, it can be a bit like heart racy for sure at times, but it's it's really good. Um, I will say I've been stuck rarely. There was a spot where I literally took... Uh, so my friend has finished this. He's 100% of the game. Um, uh, actually, we have a couple of friends now, I think, that have done this. But the uh, I took... I literally took a, a screenshot of my TV and sent it to my friend and said, what? <laughs> I don't I don't know. How, I'm going to send it to you, in fact. I, I don't know how to solve it. I think I found a bug in the game. I'm almost positive I did. I have I cannot find a way out of this room. I can't do it. I've used every ability I can. I've talked to my friend who, he finished it like a year ago. Yeah. And since sending it to him, we talked through it. He was driving, so he didn't like, was well, just doing it from memory, but the, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of convinced, but aside from that, everything else has been really, really fluid. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I like it. This game is, uh, I thought I was going to get to finish it before. Actually, I didn't even know I was going to play Elden Ring. So I wasn't on some course to do it. Right. But I started playing it a week before Elden Ring came out and I thought I was almost done. I think I'm actually fairly close to the story, but I'm only at 34% for items and I do want to get all the items. You know what it also has done, though? And I know you're on the Metroid kick as well. And we did talk about this, at the I think, after we wrapped last week. But this has pushed me to really want to play the 3DS version. Right. Um, and I think I'll play that after this. And the, um, yeah, uh, I like Metroid. Turns I've heard out. the 3DS version is not as good, though. Uh, I've yeah, my buddy said the same thing, but he did say it's still very fulfilling. Um, and it does have the 3D aspect, which is really fun. Um, and kind of gives a lot of like it literally gives depth to the game, which is uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say he and he said the same thing. Like the Switch game is better. Like it's just a better yeah. overall game. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous, man. Like the amount of like just cleverness in it and like the mechanics. Some of the puzzle stuff's a little annoying, I might say. Like it's just like can you. T- like you're familiar with Metroid, obviously. So you've got like the morph ball and you've got morph bombs yep. and you have to like morph bomb, jump yourself up to like certain areas and then shoot a rocket and then do a thing. And if you don't get the timing right, start over again. Yep. Yeah. So you do that for half an hour to try and get this one like plus two missile upgrade. It's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that stuff was that's in Metroid. Metroid. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Metroid. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was that kind of stuff in Metroid Prime as well, which I played a ton of. Uh, right. Well, I played all three of them. Um, yeah, and, um, and you, you talk about the being the stuck thing. I remember that one being pretty, um, maybe I can try to think, I guess I played all three of them. Like they all kind of blur together, but like definitely the first or second one had these moments in that game where I was like, um, back and forth, like fi- trying to figure out the puzzle of trying to get 
past. And there's so much back and forth that like cycling through the areas multiple times, trying to figure out what the next spot is that I'm trying to do. Sometimes it was, uh, it was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. it yeah. Will. I'll um, crack the box eventually. Yeah. Well, I, I know you'll get there. Um, hopefully in time for me to like, if you get like the other thing I was really excited about by texting my friend is like, I'm, I'm going old school. I'm not going to like look this up on the internet. Yeah. I'm just going to text my friend and see if he knows that. And that's where I left it. I'd never even looked it up. Hmm. I just put, literally put the game away and like moved on with my life. It was, it was pretty great. Um, I still don't have an answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I ended up doing actually is I ended up restoring my save, which undid a boss that I fought, which kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Like, did uh, you restore it uh, from like the cloud? No, no, no. Sorry. Like I, I literally just like killed the game and then, and then when you gotcha. when you launch the game, it'll load from a save point rather than where you were. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I so uh, the other thing I would say about the OLED is that it requires a new case, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Which is not a thing I really planned for, but now I have to flip cases. So I have uh, I have a spare case for your Switch, <laughs> um, and that's all. So there you go. Right. Metroid. That's right. That's um, cool. Yeah. And then I think that's basically it. I think between Metroid and Elden Ring, they've basically absorbed my my weeks. I think I did not expect to play either one of these, actually. Metroid just sort of showed up. My f- friend was like, hey, if you want, you still want this, it's here. Great. Come and buy. I'll pick it up. Yeah. And then, and I don't know why. Like, why do I not own this game? I should, I I'm just need to buy it anyways. Um, I guess maybe hoping for a sale at some point. I'm sure there will be at some point. Yeah. It's still pretty fresh for a uh, first party game. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then Forza Horizon just continues to deliver. I continue to have fun with Jacob and another buddy on, uh, on usually we play like one night a week. Yep. Um, speaking of which, I think I, yeah, I guess I'm going to actually have to log in because I think I need a few more points. No, to finish the week. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that later. But uh, I just need to get a few more. I actually, I think I've unlocked both vehicles, but I, I think I want to squeeze out a few more points out of it. I I also saw that Gran Turismo 7 released um, and it's got me really interested. I think mostly because I've enjoyed Forza so much. I don't, it's not the same kind of game though. Forza mm-hmm. feels like more of a community, like just pop in and like, of course, with you guys, like that's honestly part of the joy of playing that game at this point. I think if this was just me, I probably would have dropped it at this point. Um, but uh, Gran Turismo is more of a try like it's more of the like traditional Forza game where yeah. it's like a little more sim and has like racing licenses and that kind of thing and I think um, man it looks really good though and it reminds me I saw I was, uh, a friend of ours sent me a, a Twitch guy streaming playing playing it today and he was going through the licensing and I like I remember going through last like on the original Gran Turismo like going through the licensing have you played Gran Turismo? No. No. Okay. So like you go through like a whole licensing regimen where it like it's like, hey, like you're gonna learn how to take a fast corner and you have to do it within a certain set of time and cross the line and it'll it'll guide you and give you some tips, but you have to sort of figure it out. And you go through tons of this to get your all your racing licenses. And you basically have to get good in order to start racing. Yeah. Um and that's great. Like it's a great way to sort of like get you, you know, acclimated to the world of racing in those games and learning how to control the cars. 
And of course, the modern one looks like they like when you're buying used cars in that game. Like I saw a screenshot, I'm like, that just looks like Craigslist. Yeah, like like the it's it, the fidelity is phenomenal. I mean, not just like car sims. I think are probably at the cutting edge of fidelity in some ways because of maybe some of the maybe the games just allow for that based on the limited amount of polygons or something. I don't know. It's funny because my Twitter. Um, I honestly, I almost would rather just turn off my Twitter feed of like notifications on my phone because it, I don't know why it's decided this. Maybe because I, I've clicked on it in the past, but I get console war uh, tweets between Xbox and oh. PS PlayStation all the time. Because that's still necessary. Because it's so necessary. And I don't know why it feeds these because it's gaming or again, I, you know, algorithms. Maybe I clicked on it once and it becomes like a thing sure. now that I own. But I, this came up because people were. It's like, oh, this is, uh, it looks like garbage comparing it to um, Forza that we're playing. Oh, it look, doesn't look as nice. It's not as, you know, but whether I like, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, graphics wise, whether it matters or any different. I can't imagine that it actually is any worse. Um, but it was funny because even I who don't know this game because someone was like, oh, it's like the graphics aren't as good. It's not even open world. Like, what is this nonsense? And I was like, well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different game. <laughs> like, you're just, I mean, if, if you want open world arcade racing, like, that's what that is. I, oh, I, well, this is the same with Elden Ring. Like, you can look up some reviews and they're, like, comical. Like, it's just, like, you just don't get what this game is. And that's fine. Like, if it's not for you, like, yeah, it's, it's just, there's lots of other games out there. But yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, people just because are just it very, wasn't what you needed to be. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, anyways, it's so weird. Yeah. Oh, the one thing I, so I actually wrote down the dates. So somebody commented on this, but uh, so Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a phenomenal game that I haven't played and you love, came out on February 28th of 2017. And a week later, Breath of the Wild comes out, which arguably probably didn't completely destroy it because it was on a fresh console that you would have to have bought. And I think, I don't even think you could get a Switch unless you pre-ordered it. I think it had to, maybe there was some like hardware procurement challenges at the time even. Yes. I don't recall, actually. I think there was, though. And um, and this latest Horizon, which um, we haven't talked about recently, uh, came out literally. And it was actually supposed to come out like a month after Elden Ring, but Elden Ring got pushed uh, by a month. So Elden Ring comes out a week after this other Horizon comes out. And like the entire news cycle, just like Horizon doesn't exist. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So poor game, but there was a Horizon Zero Dawn dev that like commented on how crappy the UI was in Elden Ring, and he just got lambasted. Oh boy! By the internet, yeah. Um, and the the irony, I think, and I, this is all a bit hearsay because I didn't really look into it, but apparently he's from the the Battlefield team of developers who like have their own UI problems. So it's like really rich coming from this type of fellow. Again, hearsay. I wasn't. I, uh, but it yeah. was it was just kind of funny. Anyway, I, I felt I felt bad because, as I understand it, the Horizon games are phenomenal, and I feel like the latest Horizon games. Do you get to go flying around? Maybe do you know that? I no? have I've tried to avoid got, most things. Every, every, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I That's just I haven't seen anything myself. I've looked at just, videos, but there's I've, like a pterodactyl kind of robot, and I'm like, does that mean I can fly? I don't know. Mm, I mean, there were bird-like robots in. Oh, maybe that's all it is then. In the in the first yeah. one, I think. Whatever call I did, I, I mean I don't know about almost picked this up. I was in GameStop, <laughs> and I was in there to get the and I was the other looking controller. at <laughs> I did go look at it. I was like, oh, they have copies they of this. Yes, Do I sure want did. this? And I 
didn't. I did not pick yeah. it up. Well, I have lots of things on my plate to. I just. I mean, you'll love this game. I mean, there's a good chance. Yeah. I mean, I think it's reviewed reasonably well. I think it's got like an 88. So it's like it's it's regardless whether you believe in reviews or not. Like it's clearly a solid I've, game in a lot of ways. I've read the high level of reviews of what they said, and yeah. like compared to the first game, um, it ticks like all it. the boxes that I liked in the first game, and Perfect. even yeah. claims that they did some things better. So I'm like, okay, I cool. It, I mean, some of the f- things that they talked about is funny, like the graphics, right? I just looked at that to make sure the performance. I know we talked about this last week, but I remember them saying like, oh, it, it fixes a lot of the problems that the first one had. I don't remember any problems with the first one. Honestly, <laughs> I enjoy that right. game so much. I do not remember yeah. graphical problems, but people, but they made it out like, oh yeah, the first one really had all these. Uh, mind you, I played it. When did I play it? I played it two years after it released or a year. Sure. So maybe by then they had fixed some of that stuff. I have no idea. But like they made it seem like, oh, they fixed a lot of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm repeating myself from last week, but I know that they kind of said that the story was better presented um, in just the way that you interact with people and, and, and go through that story. And again, I liked it, but um yeah, I'm excited. I, I I I will get to it. It probably will be this year at some point. I just um, yeah, it seems a bit of a sure shot for you though, right? Like this is almost like a like a yeah, guaranteed good time I'm game just, for you. I'm being reserved with my, yeah. my with my purchases, and I've got I've got so I've got my plan. I got my 2022 mm-hmm. got plan. plan. I'm sticking to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I and I respect it. I don't need and a distraction because if I get it, then it will be a distraction. And I'm trying to I'm trying I to understand. stay on point. Yes. Well, and then yeah, you just won't get discipline. Adam, I'm really yeah, just understood. (laughs) Yeah, well understood. I am going to frantically look and see if I can find what I said that I would play. Oh no, it's on my, it's on my um, backlog bookmarked. Yeah, my backlog. I um, I can't recall if I even had Elden Ring on there, but Uh, you did not. Well, unless you changed it. it. Yeah. Now, now it needs to be there. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be there. I mean, let's. Here's where I'm at. Jacob, I'm going to show Jacob my phone um, really briefly. Get rid of these notifications. You know what's funny is you have Gran Turismo yeah. 7 on your 2022 list, but you don't have Elden Ring. I mean, so like, I just, it's just like, <laughs> it's all consuming. And my leave my phone wallpaper has turned into it. What have I become? What have you become? Yeah. Um, you used to have family just, photos on your phone. Nope. Don't care to. about them yeah, anymore. It used to be a picture of my dog, but you know, Matt, there we are. Yeah. Dead to me. Uh, it'll come. Forever. No, it'll come back. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, there was a few other topics I just wanted to touch on maybe yeah. uh, before we wrap up. Uh, and I think you wanted to, you tried out Kirby. I think the demo came out. Right? I did try out Kirby. Tell me about it. I I just loaded it. We were, I was going to plan to try it out today, actually, before the podcast, thinking I could talk to it and didn't get to it. I mean, it's probably, it was probably about 10, 15 minutes of the game. I played the first level. There seems to be at least two because it presented me with the second level. It is, um, I did see an article about this before I played it and I can confirm. I think um, instead of comparing it to Mario Odyssey, um, it's more like a 3D world game. Because it, so did you go into the world and then the first boss beat you up and then you died and then you came back and you had to just sort of figure out everything all on your own or like 3D world like Mario 3D world 
What are we? Do you think we're? <laughs> no, so, sorry, I was trying to make a really bad like souls. Like, oh, reference, souls! But it, I see that it, was it, this souls did not reference. play out whatsoever. Yeah. Sorry, I've ruined that. Do you want to re-record yeah. this section? No, I do not. <laughs> I can laugh for you, and you can just like pace over my reaction. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to help you. Just for the record, we've recorded only like re-recorded only when there is like a weird noise in the background. We've never like edited for like just insane spad jokes by adam <laughs> you get them all folks um yeah <laughs> unedited bad jokes sorry they um, were, yeah i mean it was just terrible timing and i don't even know where i went because that 3d world is nothing like any of those things so sorry what's the comparison so though? the comparison is is i thought it was um like everybody talked about kind of um mario odyssey and and you could probably sort of draw some comparisons to mario odyssey from a um like the hat throwing the hat, becoming that thing. Um, but right. that, I mean, Kirby becoming objects or enemies. Becomes a car or whatever. Is, um, well, enemies at least, is a, that's a Kirby thing. That's just yes. standard. Uh, the objects is more of, of kind of a, maybe maybe more unique and like becoming a car. In the first level that I did, I got to become a car. Um, but it, it, it seems more like a 3D world game in that it kind of is that mix of um, Odyssey kind of, almost freedom but still contained like it's, it's, in a very it's a level of, with some exploratory options it's a 2d nothing. level kind yeah. of in a 3d world so it yeah. has a little bit of that kind of explore you know you can explore a little bit but it's that's, still very that's on kind tracks. of like that's a great formula yeah oh no i think it, i mean i think it's going to be a good game um it, uh again I, I it did not play a lot but it was fun driving the car that was that was a lot it's multiplayer i believe too right yeah it says it's co-op yeah i, I didn't think that's and you can play co-op we'll in the this. demo I just didn't, oh, very cool. I didn't try it, obviously, but um, yeah. But yeah. I, I think maybe because like in the first level, you unlock a friend. And I wondered if it was going to be like the kind of hat Mario kind of co-op or um, Bowser Jr. Mario co-op combo. Mm. That's that's the sense I got just from the first level because you unlock this character who kind of follows you along. Um, so I thought maybe that was the case, but. You'll have to find out. Uh, yeah. But, and this game comes out this month, I think. I think right? at the end of the month, yeah. End of the month, yeah. Yeah, I'll check out the demo for sure. I'm I'm thinking this might be a good good one with the, my little guy. But mm-hmm. the... Uh, I mean, I did not really enjoy the previous Kirby as much as I um, wanted to, I think. It was just... It was a little too simplistic for me, and I didn't have any desire to, like, it's not, complete all the bits. But that's not like a... A true Kirby game, anyways. And, and I've never played. You've any never of the played Kirby games. This so. is more like no. I mean, Kirby is a platformer historically, right. right? Right. And that Kirby game that you're talking about is not really wasn't really that. Not, yeah. Um, but no, this is very much like the Kirby traditional platformer in a 3D world. felt Felt really good. I think you'll very cool. I think you'll yeah, enjoy looking it. forward to checking it out. Yep. Uh, and the other topic I had down was around the Steam Deck. Very controversial in this particular podcast, I think. I don't think it's controversial. Um, I don't. It It is because I'm here to convince you that it is good and it will do good for people. And no, I'm just joking. It's not that controversial, of course. But but it's, I think, I think the more I read about it, the more I, well, the more I sort of want it, but I don't know if that I actually want it because I don't know that I'll, I, I don't know how much use I would get from it, but I do like to really like the concept. And it's very different than other consoles in the sense that you're you're buying a device for the library you already have, 
Um, so like it's like launch lineup is killer. No, but, um, it, but it is not. So no, 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 but it, but it is, but it is. Hold on. And I know you're going to tell me that not everything works well. And like, like some things don't play and like, there's all sorts of issues with that kind of stuff. And, and you're right. Am I right? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yes. But to expand on, on, on it, on the comparison of a console, I think the issue I have um, with it being compared mm-hmm. to a console, there is the reason why I say it's a niche crowd is that I don't think it's a bad piece of hardware. It looks like an amazing piece of hardware and it does amazing things. I have no doubt in my mind it is. The the issue I kind of have with the console, the console market has like specifically, uh, I mean, I, I think back to like the reason why I have a console. A console is a plug and play device. It, it's specifically like I get a piece of software it was built for this console. It's going to work. The, the thing with, I, I'm a PC gamer. I like PC gaming. I do it a lot. But the thing with a PC gamer is that there's a level of, um, PC Tom gaming Fuller. is not a plug and play. It really <laughs> no, isn't, it's not. right? It really like isn't. you don't know what kind of hardware you have. You're always having to tweak settings. You're always, you know, yeah. like what kind of maybe your audio settings. is not working properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Maybe <laughs> speaking from experience maybe for over me. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But there's a lot of stuff with that, and and the problem I have with the Steam, it's not a problem I have with the Steam Deck. Again, it, it has its place, but it, it's not a thing where you can just pick up and be like, great, I can play my Steam library. Okay, so they say you can play this game. But even based on that, you okay, you might have to tweak it to make it work. There's a whole thing to like make it work, right? And you mm-hmm. say that they're going to work through these games and make them work. I, I mean, yes. it's, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I did a bunch of stuff uh, unrelated to Steam Deck. This was a while ago. I was just interested in it. I watched some videos about people like using Linux for gaming and like what mm-hmm. that involves to make things work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty brutal. insane. And it's pretty brutal. Ex- well, th- what they're doing though, what's what the difference today though, I think, is, is that like Valve is taking on what the community, like what a community of folks, and don't get me wrong, the communities are phenomenal and they do some amazing things to put cobble stuff together. And to your point, it's all PC gaming and like you're going to have to read this like FAQ from this page and like install this weird EXE that you downloaded from like weird spot X. And so, yeah, there's some janky, janky stuff there for sure. There's that word but, again. But yeah, but the, um, but but the difference here, I think, is Valve is now taking on that emulation, so to speak, um, where I think they've got like a lot. My I guess my, I guess the trust here for anybody investing in this platform is that they'll they'll see through on their promise. And to your point, you said like we'll see, right? But I think. That's that's where they can tweak things to make things actually run correctly. But they can only do so much because there's there's there is going to be a level of games that just were not designed to be played in that manner. Correct. And, yes. and so just, not all games will just work. also yeah. it it really depends on your library and then um, of Steam games and what you played on. Right. Because if, if if the games I know maybe future games, people have talked, oh, like now I'm going to develop for the Steam Deck. Great. Like that's going to be. But if the games were like never really designed for that platform, they just won't work. And so like, like if you run your steam library through the process right now, you'll have a list of games that just flat out will not work because they weren't designed for it and will not work. So my, my point isn't that like, this is a bad thing or won't have its place for a use case. It's like everybody I hear talking about how great the hardware is, how great the stuff is. These are people who are like, really into this 
really into PC gaming, really into, like, they don't care that it takes, like, a level of, like, knowledge to get it working. And that's when I yeah. talk about it's, a niche It's not for market. Bob down the street to buy. And, no, yeah, but that's it's not, I, yes, I just, it's a different experience. I, I just, yeah. I don't, that's the part that I don't, I don't see as being um, hugely successful. But again, I'm, this is just my take on it. And the comparison of, of like a handheld uh, device. And you're going to see the modding community. They're already trying to get like Epic Games working and all that stuff. But again, um, I'm still curious to see how well that actually plays out. Because if it requires a lot of effort to get that working, that's again for a subset of people who are willing to put the effort in. Right. So Yeah. I think I mean it's early days, right? The, I I don't even know if it's in. I think it's in a few people's hands at this point, like the early, maybe the first few orders or whatever. And then of course all the reviewers are. There's a bunch of YouTube videos of people sure. checking it out, and there's a few like Elden Ring run, runs well well on it apparently. But there's a number of other like, and I mean, why wouldn't it? Of course they'd want that to run well if it's a current game that's selling well on Steam. Yeah. But the, um, but that's actually kind of neat too in the sense that that's a like a very modern game running on a like a handheld console like it's actually running on your device and mm-hmm. i think they claim like up to eight hours of battery life i mean i'm sure that game you're getting like two hours or a battery life yeah or something, but that was yeah, the other the battery life yeah. uh from everybody said you're not getting well you're not gonna get the eight hours but you're you're, you are gonna i mean saying. you're probably gonna get similar like you know two to three hours or something like that but the like well yeah. at least for the intensive games remembering also that it can be uh also a remote play device with like built-in controls sure. that are are really well and i mean if the game doesn't i mean for a lot of folks i think that do buy this this is, isn't their like they have a pc gate machine in all mm-hmm. likelihood and so they're just going to be able to stream from that directly to this and have the built-in controls and screen in one thing which i think would make it more conducive to doing that type of thing I was surprised, um, not not that this like matters, but I was a little surprised that it basically has the same screen as the Switch, just not OLED. Correct. It's not yeah. it's not any higher resolution. No, it's twelve eighty by eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I guess I was a little which surprised. Which is and it's the same size. I think it's a seven, seven inch, inch screen. Seven inch, just yeah. not OLED. I was a little surprised yeah. by that for. Yeah, maybe the OLED was a cost uh, consideration. I don't know how much additional change that would be. I would also suggest that they might be holding that out for like a later variant that they produce. Um, I, I would imagine we'll see an OLED screen in it at some point. The um, the folks that I've seen like compare the two uh, say that it's not obviously noticeable. Like OLED does have a like a, mm-hmm. a contrast that you can't really match, but the uh, but if you're not like actively flipping between the two, who cares? I think you're you're right. There is a lot of tweaking to this. I think I think the concept of though, like think about like how many games do I have in my library that I've never got to that I could potentially like load up and use this for, right? That that's a kind of a neat concept. I don't it might not be how I spend my time, but that's a I think that's a cool idea. I I don't, but I don't it's it's nice to think about, but I don't think that would make any difference. Having that device, I don't think. I I mean, it's, it's the old adage of like the ca- like like the best camera you have is the one you have with you, right? And that, and people like this is like an old photography type saying because it's it's true. Sure. Like if you can't, and so uh, the best gaming console you have is the one you have with you. <laughs> so like, I mean, the the ability to be able to do some of this stuff on the go, I think for a, I I'm hopeful that it's it's more successful than. Uh, and I don't think you're necessarily saying it won't be somewhat successful. I think you're just 
um, suggesting that it's it's very like bespoke in one particular area. And I feel like the I think it'll sell out like gangbusters for ages, and part of it due to you know current manufacturing ability, but also just I th- I think there the PC gaming market is far bigger than I think people realize, and I think there's a lot more people that are willing to deal with weird jankiness to have a portable switch and it's not a portable switch i know it doesn't have the like the i can't just stick a cartridge in and i know everything's going to work great but it is going to give you a device that is is a more capable with fiddliness um thing the one thing i have going against it for me is that apparently the fans get kind of noisy Mm -hmm. and people say with headphones on it's like a non-issue of course but um let I me ask you this question. Me. You've got Elden yeah. Ring on PC. Yes. Okay. You're in your house. Are you going to- I'm in my house. I'm playing it only on my television. You would never play it on, would you play it on the Steam Deck? No. Why would I? This is my question. If you had it in yeah. your house, you had your PC, yeah. you'd, you'd never play yeah. it on your But Steam what Deck. if I'm at the dentist office? Did you think about that? You're going to load up Elden Ring to play- I mean- to, to- <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's but, an extreme. But that's, but, uh, but actually, Elden Ring isn't the kind of game that I would play on it. I don't think. I think for me, it's more of the like, um, I don't know, like a lot of the lighter games that I've gotten over the years. Maybe like being able being able to play, and I don't know what the exact use case. I still have to think about this a little bit. I think, but I think for me, and the, the thing that excited me, and you're right, it might just be a thought, is. Uh, it's just being able to go back to some of these older games that I just have never got to that are in the library that I wanted to play that I guess maybe uh, whimsically I think, oh, you know, I'll just bring it into bed with me and I'll play this like, you know, I'll play a, a half hour, an hour of inscription or something and and play that on the Steam Deck right. because I'm just not going to sit in front of my PC and play it. Uh, and that's fine. I just, I think that's, I think that's the thing with this hardware is it's, uh, it seems like a really cool piece of hardware and like, yeah, oh, that I, I could think of use cases, but in the long run, like, like as someone who has a switch, the switch meets the need of like what I want oh. on the go gaming. I'm just yeah. saying like from like I could because the Steam Deck, what you say and what everybody says is like I can play like Elden Ring on the go. I can play yeah. all these big ticket games on the go like. For me personally, and again, those not the games my I opinion, play on the go. this is not this yeah. is not what I'm looking for. The Switch it mm. delivers exactly what I want on the go. It's everything. Mm. All these games, like there's some I'm big make, games that I play on the go too. But I think for the most part, those those games get parked for home. There's play. there's a few that I've played on there. Like I mean, Skyrim, I, I recognize it's an old game, but that's a would be considered a larger one, although old. Sure. But um, I really like playing that on the go. But um, but my I guess my point is like knowing like what I can play, I can play like in front of my computer or I can play on my TV, even streaming it yeah. or whatever. Like what the Switch delivers is it like, I'm also making decisions of like when where I'm buying a game. Like the loan sales game, obviously, uh, like I could buy that on PC for the same price. You know, it was on sale as well. But of course, uh, I want it on my Switch. They, it's Game Pass has a sequel. I'm not going to play it on Game Pass. I'm going to get the sequel on Switch. Yeah, because- so there's going to be... I mean, time will tell, but you'll get drivers for the Switch deck. You'll be able to install Windows. You'll get Windows graphics drivers. You'll be able to play... So so, so when you buy... I'm not convinced far, Windows will play well on it. 
Okay, sure. Because but let's just okay. let's just give them the benefit of the okay. doubt for a second for okay. the argument of this conversation. But like, so when you bought Far, you actively chose to buy it on your Switch because I'm like, well, this seems like a game I could play there. But if you had a Switch, if you didn't have a Switch and you had this deck, Steam Deck, I was going to call it Switch Deck. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, you could just play it on your PC or you could play it on your Steam Deck, right? Like it, you don't have to make that decision. You just buy the game and you can play it wherever you want. I, yes. Um. I, I will say the one thing that the Switch does better than any other device that I've ever used, although previous Nintendo consoles, uh, portable consoles uh, excluded because the 3DS does exactly the same thing, is I can pause any game at any time and just put it down and do the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. I can also pick it up and resume it just as quickly. And for me... Playing Metroid and like being able to just pick it up and play ten minutes and then put it back down is bonkers good. And that's and and I'm just doing this game in little snippets like that, and I love it. Well, that's I, I haven't really looked at the Steam Deck because someone made a comment about the resume. It might have a freeze or whatever. Yeah, um, the resume kind of pause system, um, and so I, I can't really comment on it. I think there was some finickiness with it. The other thing is cloud saves. Um, like depending on how you pause it and making sure that it does the cloud save. Are you, are you synced back up on the Wi-Fi you actually before you have log to, onto your you PC to, or whatever? Yeah, you have to quit yeah. the game out of your Steam Deck so that it syncs it sure. up and then you can resume it on your, your computer, yeah. right? Like you can't just like switch over. I mean, not that, that you necessarily sense, yeah. would want that as a feature, but yeah, like the the, the pause and resume thing is is like critical. It's huge. When you're yeah, oh, it's go, great. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I I love it. I mean, Even it's in the a house, huge. Yes, right, hundred like, percent. Just yeah. like picking it up and playing for a minute, and you get interrupted. Yeah, you're done. Put it down. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, like, I'm not worried about uh, it. I think it was on like someday on the weekend. I was I had somebody like people were busy. I had like twenty minutes until like a thing was happening. Everybody else was doing something. I just picked up my switch. I was playing on the couch for twenty minutes yeah. and then put it back down. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's it's um. <laughs> Anyway, so in summary, the Switch is great. Yes. I have high hopes for the Steam Deck because I'd like to see more things like this. And I really hope that they succeed and they like push through. And I know you previously stated, and I don't know, for whatever reason, it irked me a little when you did it, but it was, uh, you just kind of said like, oh, Steam's got it, like, or Valve has a terrible track record with hardware. I have no <laughs> faith in this. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you sort of dumped on it a little bit, but the, <laughs> um, or them really. But uh, I, I mean, I think they've, They've pushed the envelope in a lot of places that nobody else is doing it. Like, think about like their like their whole like Steam streaming thing. Um, it it works pretty well, and it's and I feel like they try to push the envelope to try and help people get more access to games on different areas. Um, they've had some stuff that fizzled out, like their whole like gaming console sort of concept, which uh, is again Linux based. The controller was um, the other one too. Yeah, I think the OS really is what what where they struggle right they like if they could get like a windows platform device i think they'd be in a better shape and it sounds like they can do it with this but they're not but out of the box I that's not the, how it's being sold i think right? the windows the problem with the windows is too bloat that's why they it's do too Linux, clunky so well so here's the crazy part so apple had a big event today and i haven't really looked into it but they just announced their new it's called an apple mac studio and this thing looks like a mac mini and if you're not familiar with the mac mini it's like i don't know maybe maybe 20 centimeters by 20 centimeters in size and like only maybe about another 10 high. It's not a very big device. Yeah. And the, and this thing today 
with the new not Intel chip, but an M1 chip, it runs like gangbusters. It is so fast. It is like, it blows things out of the water for the price that it is. And the graphical performance is phenomenal. Like I can't remember what they compare it to, but it's it's up there with the NVIDIA chips and to some degree, not the top end, but but getting there. And so they launched this new one, this new device. And again, hearsay, I haven't researched anything, but they say it's like, I think it's, it's you can get this device and a, a nice screen for the price of a Mac Pro. And the Mac Pro is like the, the formal, um, you know, uh, editing suite. This is what the professionals would use. Mm-hmm. And you can get both of those things for less. And this thing will run circles around the Mac Pro, like three times as fast as a Mac Pro. Yeah. And and that's I think I think the Intel chips need to go away um, because I mean all your cons- modern consoles are all ARM. Um, the new Apple chips are ARM, and I think you're going to see I think you'll see a conversion because I think like the efficiency and and one of the like the downfall I mentioned the thing that I th- wouldn't like about the Steam Deck is the fans. Well, the new MacBooks I don't know. Like, I don't know that they're fanless, but like an iPad is fanless and it gets warm, but it also performs like faster than most people's computers do. So like, I feel like the chipsets are there. We just don't have them in the right place with the right OS. But I think, I think when that code gets cracked, maybe Steam will become bigger than it is. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, and people are alluding to this, is like future sense. You could potentially have Game Pass running on this thing. How that would work without connectivity, I have no idea, but, um, but that's a, that's a pretty neat idea too. Yeah, I it's it's interesting though because um, I'm curious to know how Steam, like based on the hardware specs of the Steam decks, also they seem uh, low for what they're putting out on those. From what I from what I'm, I hear and read, mm-hmm. uh, again, I don't know pricing and all this stuff. Like they're they're definitely higher priced than you know, consoles um, or their higher, you know, the highest storage well, the units. Highest, the highest storage ones. It's like 800 be. something. Um, yeah. But um, the claim was, oh, these are like the best, uh, the best hardware spo- specs for the dollar amount. Like if you were to compare laptops, basically. Um, I'm just curious. I wonder, because again, hardware is typically not where you make money. So, no, and I don't think they're making money here either. But you've got a like a five hundred dollar Canadian device um, that comes with a carrying case and can hook up and become like a full computer. Again, I don't think people many people are going to use it that way. But that's that's kind of neat. It's not the one people I, should but, get though. But the I one, don't. The one that people want is a little more than that. But if you, like an OLED switch, I didn't. I didn't get a. I got a refurbed one. But um, but it's four fifty Canadian. Yes, yeah. base is five hundred. So it's not like. They're not, it's not out of line. No, no, the 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 what is it? Sixty four gigs. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But my 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 point on this is that typically hardware is sold at a loss so that you can sell software. What I don't understand right. about Steam is that I don't see How this they... increasing their software sales. It, uh, it like technically, I, mean, I think I it don't... should intrinsically, but I don't know that it will have a material impact. You're right. I don't. I don't see it especially at this stage in the game. The people that are buying it 100% are are people who are 
like at this time are uh, they already have a huge already have a PC they, they already have a yeah. library and they're buying they're already, already. going to buy the games anyways yeah so I don't see this as increasing so I'm curious I mean I mean maybe it's less of a loss I don't know the but yeah it's a good um, question that I think I think that's the thing with them being in the hardware business it's like everybody who's in a hardware business is typically selling it um unless you're App- unless software. you're Apple yeah. Um, selling yeah, it's it, an enabler, right? Yeah. It's an enabler for something else, but I don't see this as a strong enabler at this stage to increase Steam sales. This is just yeah, like oh, this is a this is like a cool way to play your Steam games. But yeah, I mean, I think if I was like a really rabid, uh, and I actually I listened to another podcast earlier where they talked about there's some other devices coming out for retro games that are somewhat in the similar vein. Um, but I'm like, I think if I was like a really rabid retro gamer, this would be a pretty appealing thing. Cause you could, you could emulate almost everything on this thing. Oh my goodness. If you're going to get into retro gaming, have you, do you know the Evercade? Yes, I'm familiar. The Evercade is a $150 unit that has yeah. an incredible list. Um, but that's not a portable device. Yes, is it, it? yes it is. 100% is? is a portable device. Yes. They have a they have a console version too that they just released called the oh, Evercade. Oh, they do DS. have a handheld version. Oh my of goodness, it. it's 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 an incredible oh, piece of hardware. It is cheap. Oh my goodness. It has Oh my goodness, inc- it is cheap. It has an incredible number of retro games already available for it. Uh no, this is not Steam Deck is not a retro gamer device. This is I mean, but no, but I, mean, it would I give understand, you I understand what you're saying. Right? Uh, it's yeah. a retro game device if you're like modding it and doing ROMs and maybe not doing like yeah. the... That, well, that's what I mean. Like you could, you ROMs could do all your not... own ROM dumps. Oh, right. ROM, own <laughs> ROM dumps. That's definitely what you were yeah, that's, that's right. alluding to. Um, I mean, I don't have any, but like that's presumably where I would get them if I was to. Um, but the... Yeah, it's curious. This I'm, looks really amazing. Actually, I hadn't seen the portable version of this. That's the first version. Is the that's what they released. They, the Evercade VS came out late last year. Right? Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's just coming out um, early... Uh, so I think there's a few like this in this genre. I feel like there's a few up and coming devices like because uh, that's what I'm hearing. Anyways, I'm, I have to do some more research. We'll come back in our next podcast and talk about these. I mean, Evercade is a exciting. really cool system and I have been tempted. I'm not a, a much of a retro gamer, so I, I don't really see the need. It's a very cool device. I mean, if I can play my old SNES games on this, it looks like mm. all I'm seeing is like NES le- level games, but. There's a lot. Look, there's tons of collections. Um, yeah. It's not like you can get first party NES games, but there are definitely NES and SNES. And um, I think in some of them, there's even um, PlayStation, like the first PlayStation. Uh, but they're all, all different publisher uh, collections that you can get. Uh, so you can kind of see the different ones. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, I'll have to research this one a little I'm more. I'm glad that you brought it up neat. because I get brownie points, I think, from my friend. Oh, for good. mentioning the Evercade and, All right. well, and there speaking you go. highly of it. Um, I, don't well, get, like, I don't get paid for it. it. I just get some brownie points. Oh, not like Game Pass where you get paid uh, for Unless it. I said something like wrong about mm-hmm. it and he's going to give me a hard time about it. But <laughs> all I said was it's an excellent. The Evercade VS, the um, the console version is really cool. Um, it takes two cartridges, which feels mm-hmm. weird um, at the time. But what they do is like, oh, if you have two collections and you put two cartridges, it unlocks like secret games. So like mixing that's two collections, just, you just get just like weird, they just like okay. they give you like a bonus game for having two collections, and you get a secret game. And so there's a lot of different like things by mixing cartridges uh, on the VS. Uh, but that's the VS weird. is like a four person uh, has you can put in four controllers, so it's it's a better um, multiplayer experience. 
Um, but they're not expensive um, consoles. Okay, so and it's out of no, they're this really company not. out of Britain that uh, Britain that does them and um, very successful in the retro gaming market. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's $130 for the premium and a hundred bucks for the regular. That's not bad. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of my list. I feel like I have a, have a, some homework to do here on retro mobile gaming or portable gaming. Cause that's, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's so funny with this retro gaming stuff. Like I remember I did try, um, playing some like old SNES games like Castlevania and whatnot. And I love these games. I've played them. I finished them all when I was a kid or whatever. And I thought, but like these are the ones where I hop in for five minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what this game was. And then well, I'm good. I think right? we, I think we, we must've talked about this because it sounds familiar. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've said but that's this. But that's the same. I don't, yeah. I, I have less of a, um, you know, my, my retro gaming from, back in the days more pc based because consoles was at friend's house so there was a couple of things right um but like nes and snes are very limited games that i played on that uh that i can speak to uh so i don't have a lot of nostalgia for this um i do appreciate them but i think it's that's the thing for this like my friend got this evercade when we were talking about it and i was like oh that's really cool it it seems really cool but i, I at the end of the day i i don't think it would get It'll just collect dust. It'll just collect dust. I don't think yeah. I would be. You'll want to use it, but you just won't practically yeah, do it. Yeah. Won't practically I understand. Do it. Yeah. Knowing knowing how I'm playing things today, um, I like the Look idea of it. Being, but... a, being a responsible adult. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. Yeah. I try every day. Mm-hmm. You're trying. Try. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fight. It's my goal. <laughs> What's your goal? Well, yeah, we all have to have goals, Jacob. Yeah, but yeah, if you're yeah, I would check it out because it's a it's a very cool. Um, if you're looking for any kind of retro uh handheld console and actually really honestly even for just like a gaming console um they, they do they do have some collections that are more um modern um indie developers that have created games for it um as well the odd one but i do highly recommend the evercade just from a price point i'll have to watch the device YouTube videos. Yeah. um for anybody who's listening who's kind of looking for like a small device that will take like because each collection is I think it's like five or six games in each collection. It so like, like it. it's, you're not buying yeah. one single game, you're buying a collection of games. And they're, I don't, I think they're only 30, 30, $40 for the collection or 20. I think it mm-hmm. range, might range. Don't quote me on that. It's easy to find. Um, for a Canadian retailer, for these things, uh, Video Game Plus out of Ontario, uh, online retailer. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Um, and they are, I think they're the primary seller for Evercade in Canada. So um, easy to come by. Anyways, let's just be plugging the Evercade. Yeah, that's fair. It's cool. I wonder if games like um I don't know, sorry, I know we were wrapping up, but I keep thinking about like games justifications. So I'm gonna come back on our next episode, potentially. I'll say this now, but we'll see what happens. Um, of games that I think would be great use cases for a portable PC system. Okay. And and I'll see if I can sway you. But also, really, it's about swaying myself because I'm I'm very much in the responsible adult section currently, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if there's an actual true justification. I don't I don't know that there is. I have so much remotability with my Switch, like I had I have Switch games 
Why do I need anything else portable? I'd, like the answer is I don't. I'd argue you going away to research to how you can convince yourself that you need a Steam Deck is you trying mm. to break away from the responsible adult, not <laughs> being a responsible adult. You no, I think I'm seeing it through to say like uh, this is so like all cards on the table. I mean, I have a pre-order for the Steam Deck. Let's just put it out there. And I put it in like day one. So just like, was there any doubt in your mind? Um, no, there's not. You know what? I There but, was. I had no idea. I would never yeah. have guessed that you would have put a pre-order on for but, day one. But it was really more of a placeholder for two reasons. One, I thought, okay, well, these things are going to be hot commodity. If I actually want one, I'm probably going to have to end up waiting like a year to get one. So I'll just put my name on the list. And I think it's like a, it was like a trivial, like non-material amount of money, five bucks maybe or something to put your reservation in. So I did that. But um but really and i'm not i guess i think at some point i'll get an email that's i'll have like a small window to pay for it and if i don't then it goes away but the um i don't i don't know that there's any justification i think i'm convinced that the switch does all my 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 mobile gaming for me yeah and with that and with that (laughs) i'm out (laughs) mic drop mic drop um Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, we'll, thank you. Um, you can, as always, follow us at Outrun the Bear on Twitter, and That's we'll where we are. be back. We'll tweet something. Back in three weeks. Back in three weeks. With more Elden Ring updates and Metroid, and has Adam a follow up on Steam? Deck. Yeah, has Adam convinced himself to buy the Steam Deck? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where, where that goes. <laughs> All right, good chat, Jake. All Thanks. right. Bye.